Hi everyone, Dan here. Just want to let you know before we get started into this podcast today that any information in this show is just from Dr. David's perspective. He is not your actual doctor, so make sure you go and see your own GP uh, if you want some advice, and they're the people who can give it to you. This is just useful information, and it shows you a bit about his practice. Hello everyone, happy Tuesday. This is my first highlight sort of Tuesday show. So I'm still kind of debating what to do with the podcast on a Tuesday. At the moment, I'm kind of thinking, well, the Friday show is the main show, that will always stay there. Um, But the Tuesday show is a bit trickier. And I thought, you know what, I, I just like having something that's a bit different um, that you've got a bit of flexibility to do stuff in. And so, the you know, the carry show uh, going out once a month before that slot on a Tuesday, which is great because it's a regular feature. I think the weekly shows are quite nice to have on the Tuesday as well, although they could be on a Friday, to be fair. But also, I thought it'd be quite nice to do something like today's show, which is very different again. So what I'm going to do is play for you a little clip from a previous episode now, it's only a part of the episode, so rather than playing the whole episode, I thought it'd be quite nice to make some shorter form content based on stuff that's previously been on the podcast. But in some cases, a bit like this clip, it's almost two years old now. So um, it's not two years out of date, it's still very much in date, but it's just recorded two years ago. And today I was um, reflecting on the time I was with David Unwin, and he went through a little role play with me and showed me the exact kind of way that he would give advice to a patient of his. Now, this is particularly useful, I think, for anyone who's a GP. So if you're listening and you're a GP, and I know there's many of you who are GPs listening, then this is a great option for you because I think you can see how someone like Dr. David works. But also, if you're a patient and you think to yourself, you know, you've got your own health journey you're on and maybe you need to have a word with your GP, maybe this could kind of direct the way you have your conversation with your GP as well, which I think would be quite nice. So um, anyway, I think it's really useful. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, It's not very long, but um, I'll do more of these clips as time goes on. Anyway, um, the main show, like I say, is on Friday. I hope you enjoyed last week's show with Tom Watson. Um, I've had some wonderful feedback from that. Just to let you know, you can get his book. Um, Lose Weight for Life, and that is now available in all bookshops to pre-order. It will be released very soon. Anyway, take care, have a great week, and I'll see you on Friday. Now, you've got the easiest role because you're playing yourself, Uh, so hopefully you know your part very well. You've done this many times. And just to give a bit of background, um, I want you to imagine that I'm one of your patients who uh, you've just given the news to me that I have type 2 diabetes, high cholesterol, fatty liver, uh, and high blood pressure. Okay. And and by the yeah. way, I'm confused because I'm not a big drinker, so I don't really know why I'd have fatty liver. Um, just to put that into the mix of the discussion. Um, I'll get into roll now. There yeah. we go. I'm in roll. Uh, over to you. Okay. Um, so we've, we've just gone over your results and um, you seem to have quite a number of problems there. So we've got high blood pressure. There's Uh, fatty liver which is reflected on the blood tests we've done and you also have um, type 2 diabetes so really first of all have you got any questions that you want to ask me I don't really understand fatty liver because I don't drink so that's 
I've only heard you get that issue if you're a big boozer. And I just have a, a, a glass of wine now and then, a beer occasionally. So I'm a bit confused by that one. Um, I, nev- I never eat butter, so I don't know where my cholesterol issues coming from because i'm a margarine eater and i i try to avoid fatty foods i cut the fat off my meat etc i don't eat any of that stuff so i'm a bit confused why that's so high but i, I suppose i could do better on that one um and then diabetes i'm, I'm a bit scared really because i don't i don't really know what it means to me and my health right so i think i could explain all of this we need to help you understand the physiology of type 2 diabetes and I'm going to do my best to make it so that you can understand because if you understand then you'll be far less frightened and it'll give us a clearer path okay so the harms of type 2 diabetes come about because of having a high blood glucose have you high blood sugar is a bad thing for somebody with diabetes have you heard that yes i had heard that right right high blood sugar is not so good. So high blood sugar over time damages your arteries and your blood supply. And this is why we worry about vision, the blood supply to the eye and kidneys, the blood supply to the kidneys and your feet, the blood supply to feet. Because high blood sugar over time damages organs. And in fact, the human body is designed rather cleverly because you have a hormone, insulin. Insulin is produced by the pancreas gland and it has a very important job. So insulin is produced to get blood sugar down to keep you safe. Right. And so it makes sense that you would like your blood sugar to be low. And we need to understand insulin because insulin's job is pushing down blood sugar. And it does this by pushing the sugar out of your bloodstream and into cells to get it out of the bloodstream. So do I have to take insulin now to to get that blood sugar down? Well, you've got two things you could do. Of course, more insulin would get the blood sugar down. Or another very logical way would be to have less sugar in the first place. And particularly when I explain to you what insulin does. So yes, insulin gets blood sugar down, but it pushes that sugar into muscles for energy. That would be true. But if you eat more sugar than you need to run around, the extra sugar gets pushed into your belly to give you a fatter tummy. Have you noticed your belly's yeah, any well, bigger I've now? Yeah, well, I've got this belly here, yeah, and it's, it's growing by the yes. year, unfortunately. Well, a lot of people notice middle-aged spread, and this is the effect of insulin pushing sugar into their belly. But we now have an epidemic around the world where 20% of the whole of the developed world has fatty liver. And this occurs because insulin is pushing sugar that you shouldn't have eaten into the liver. And the only thing that your liver cells can do with that excess sugar is turn it into fat. Um, the thing is, doctor, can I just say, I don't yeah. eat sweets. I haven't got a sweet tooth. I don't eat cake. I don't put sugar yes. in my tea. Um, I'm a simple guy. I eat, I eat a right. breakfast cereal so, and, you know, nothing So would you, would you agree that it would be a good thing for you, as somebody with type 2 diabetes, to avoid sugar itself? Definitely, definitely. Great. So if we've established that, that, that's lots of work I don't need to do. So you'll give up sugar. But the next thing to understand is that starch, you've heard of starch, which is like bread or rice or breakfast cereal or potatoes. Potato, yeah, yeah. 
So the starch molecule is made up of glucose molecules holding hands. So that digestion, the action of your acid and the enzymes in your stomach breaks it back down into sugar. And I'll give you an example. So a small bowl of rice, 150 grams of boiled rice will affect your blood sugar to the same extent as 10 teaspoons of sugar. My word. So is it possible that with your breakfast cereals and with the bread and with the potatoes that you've accidentally been having more sugar than is good for you? I never realized that, Doc. Yes, because if you think about it, breakfast cereals are sugar. and You might even put sugar on them and you might have a banana with your breakfast, more sugar. Isn't that you good might for have, potassium, though? Don't you need fruit like bananas? Well, you could, but you could, if you were worried about potassium, you could eat tomatoes instead. Um, and bananas, unfortunately, are starchy. And so oh. in modern life, many of us are having sugar with our sugar with our sugar, quite unknowing. And I think what I'd like you to understand is if you could, if you were interested to give up not just sugar, but a lot of the starchy carbohydrates that break down into sugar, if you could consider doing that with my help, I could tell you that 50% of all the patients I treat manage type 2 diabetes remission. So um, it's very unlikely you'll ever need drugs and you could be in better health in six months' time than you have now. And it's possible I could sort out your fatty liver, your blood pressure, your central obesity and your diabetes, which I get better must, again. So I'm not going to. Yes, it sounds almost too good to believe. But yeah, if if you would be prepared to give it a go, we well, could do a blood test that. in. Yeah, I could do a blood test in three months. Meanwhile, you could measure your blood pressure and your waist circumference and see how you're doing. What about the cholesterol though? Because how's that going to come down? I'm not eating fat as it is anyway. Right. So here's the thing: when if we're interested in heart health. It's not as simple as cholesterol. You may know that when I do a blood test, we do a fasting lipid profile, and that is about five different tests. So I'm looking at overall the fats in your blood. How worrying are they? And one of the most worrying fats is a thing called triglyceride. Right. And I told you before that if you eat too much sugar, insulin pushes the sugar into your liver. And the liver cells turn the sugar into triglyceride. That is the fat that is produced by too much sugar. And so for most of my patients, and I've, I've kept very careful data now for seven years, on average, the lipid profiles improve significantly by giving up refined sugar and starchy carbs and we will monitor your blood glucose your blood fats the fasting lipid profile and it may be that you'll be the person that uh surprises me but so far on average patients are getting significant improvements in their lipid profiles and we why don't we do a baseline and find out and then you'll know and then if i'm right you'll know in three months and if i'm wrong i will know and I think that's part of the deal, isn't it? Let's let's find a baseline. Let's agree what you and I are worried about. Let's monitor it and see. And we'll find out. And if you're prepared to do the experiment, I certainly will. And on average, these things improve. And I hope you can understand that insulin is pushing sugar. Uh, it, it's trying to keep you healthy. Insulin 
and your pancreas are trying to keep you healthy. But here's the thing. The most important final point is as your liver fills with fat, a fatty liver interferes with the effectiveness of insulin itself. And this is how people actually become type 2 diabetic because they become resistant. Their insulin does not work properly and it's called insulin resistance. And a fatty liver is part of insulin resistance. And then the final point, insulin, by a terrible irony, also pushes sugar into the pancreas gland, the actual gland that produces insulin in the first place. Wow. And that interferes with the effective work of your pancreas gland. And some people, the pancreas begins to fail over time. And then some of them end up on insulin because their liver is full of fat. And Roy Taylor, who I told you about earlier, Roy Taylor. I heard about him on a, on a podcast with you, Doc. Thank you. You did. You did yes. <laughs> anyway, Roy Taylor has done scans of the pancreas gland. And he has found that if you restrict your diet, and eat less, the pancreas empties of fat and starts to work normally. And this is the message of hope that diabetes, type 2 diabetes, does not need to be a chronic deteriorating condition as you feared. It may be that you could be so much better in six months' time. And in fact, I could introduce you to other patients or show you videos of their uh, experiences and we'll take it from there. Wonderful. Have you got any more questions? Or is that... <laughs> uh, the only thing I was going to say is, Doc, what on earth do I eat? You know, I eat risotto, pizza, a cereal. Uh, I mean, obviously, I know the answer is me now. But, uh, yeah, just how would you then recommend yeah. to them the, the dietary so, changes they need Great. So I, I think the first thing is uh, we all agree protein is. So protein in your diet, which would be eggs, fish, meat, those type of things. So presumably you have those in your diet now. Yep. And, you steak. En- and do you enjoy any of those things? Who doesn't? <laughs> yeah, so I love a steak and a bit steak, of steak. Lovely. Chops, eggs. So the first thing I would say is those are great. Eat more of them. Yep. Right. That sounds good to my me. Next, yeah. My next question would be would it be possible for you to replace, to increase those things, but also replace the white things on your plate, being rice, potatoes, pasta? Could you eat less of the white stuff and increase it with more green veg of any kind? Oh, so asparagus with steak is the best combination in the world, isn't it? It would, or a stir fry, or broccoli with butter, or all sorts of things. And if you could do that, you really, you're having so much less sugar. So that you, or you could have bacon and eggs for breakfast if you like, or you could Sounds have too good instead to be of dog. yeah, instead of cereals, you could have full fat yogurt with raspberries and chopped nuts. You could have instead of cereals, you could have scrambled egg and smoked salmon. Instead of curry, you could still have exactly the same curry, but put it over cauliflower rice, so that Great. you could have delicious food every day i've now done it for seven years actually actually it's nearly eight years now so i've done i've lived like that i love food food is very important to me quality food is is very important and uh i've i could point you in the in the direction of many resources where you could find recipes to cook or just live simply why don't you turn the white stuff green 
eat loads of healthy protein and some nuts would be another very good thing to snack snacks is another thing um so uh nuts are very they're good for fiber they're good for vitamins great doctor you have given me the best not even diet is it best lifestyle ever um i wish you were my doctor now dr david i really do um i hope you won't the idea of what i do is that you won't need a doctor yes you won't have to come back until yeah by the time you need a doctor i'm 95 and uh yeah then i'll be in for something but i'll be yeah you'll, you'll you'll live forever